Hello, and welcome to Open Stance, the podcast. This is your host, Tracy Height-Smith. This four-part series is a confronting journey into the heart of domestic violence, where our guests share personal stories discussing the emotional and physical abuse towards a partner, former partner, or family member. We have the privilege to listen to brave and intensely personal conversations of victim survivors and frontline domestic violence advocates who share confronting insight, educating our audience on what domestic and family violence is, who is at risk, what domestic violence involves, and what forms it can take. And through these tough conversations, we learn about the harrowing aftermath of domestic violence and the lifelong impact it has on individuals and communities around the world. In this episode, I speak with Junior The One Talapo, a New Zealand-born Samoan raised in Sydney, Australia. Junior is an Australian professional boxer and former super middleweight champion. His remarkable career includes 25 professional fights in Australia and on the world stage. Junior is a survivor of family domestic violence. Raised in a home terrorized by a violent father, Junior talks about his life's mission to fight against the atrocities of domestic violence and to find ways his experience can help break the cycle of abuse. Junior speaks about the impact of domestic violence in his life and how deep-rooted anger and broken trust manifested in his teens. He speaks about justice and the power of healing through opening up. We also hear from Junior how strong mentors and finding the love of God saved his life. Junior's episode is critical education and a powerful message of hope that must be shared. It is my privilege and honor to welcome Junior Talapo to Open Stance. Hey, Junior, welcome to Open Stance. It's it's my privilege and honor you're here today. And uh, uh, where are you tuning in from? Where can our listeners find you in the world today? I'm in uh, Cronulla, in Sydney. So for our global audience. The sun is shining. That's Australia, isn't it? <laughs> Australia. All right. So today we're talking to you. You're, you're globally recognized as... Um, a professional boxer. You've had a, a remarkable career um, that spanned over 10, 10 years, 25 professional fights, uh, including Australian middleweight champion. But um, Junior, today we're, we're not here talking about your boxing career so much. We're talking about domestic violence. And just want to open with um, how, does it, how does it make you feel uh, to talk about domestic violence? Uh, well, years ago, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have had the courage to, to talk about it. You know, I would have been too shy to, to open, to open my heart out to talk about, you know, the things I went through as a, as a child. But um, as people get older, they get more mature and they have more, more eager to, to talk about their past and and the things that they went through, you know, because um, I think that's that's my my purpose in life now is to you know help the help the next youths and the the next generation to to help them and guide them the right way. 
So when you think about domestic violence, what's, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? How does it look to you? Yeah. My, uh, just my, my, my dad beating, beating my mother up and me as a young child not having the, the, the courage and the strength to, to, to help my mum through those times. And you were a very young boy, yes? Yes, yes. By the time my, my, my father left, I was eight years old. But, um, yeah, before that, I was, you know, I was very young and, you know, I felt like it was daily that I saw my, my dad beating up on my mother. So, so Junior, in, um, in your experience, uh, what are some of the ways that you can talk about how domestic violence has, has manifested in the later years in your life? Um, well, seeing my, my, my father beating up on my mother for for so many years and pretty much daily, uh, I thought it was the norm to me. So when my father left, you know, I just, uh, I did what he did, you know, not, not to women, but to other people, you know, I thought this is what, this is what people did, you know, this is how people reacted and what I saw in my father, that's how, that's how I acted. So the violence passed on to you? Yes, yes. And how did that look for you as a teen? I was, um, the way it looked to me is like I was, like I, I, I was the, I was the man, you know, like no one, no one can, 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 be me. I have to stand up to myself. I have to be. I have to lead the pack. Uh, that's what. That's how I feel. I have to lead the pack and, and be the first one in when 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 there was a when there was a fight or if one one of my friends were were getting were getting picked on. It was it was me to lead the way and to to react first. So we're looking at um, a cycle of abuse then. So your influence from your father just, it directly, directly impacts the way that you operate in your daily life as a teen and young adult. Uh, how does that cycle of, how did you break that cycle of violence? And- well, yeah, it was very hard and you know, really, I wish I knew the. I wish I could remember the, the the day when this one person came into my life and he goes, mate, he goes, you should come to youth group, to church group. Yeah, you know, um, I wish I record like who it was, so I can go back and thank him. For the for, for the kind words that he gave me, 
But it was just at that one moment when when that one person said, "No, oh, come 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 to church one one day," and 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 when I went there, you know, like um, I saw, I felt, I felt um, pretty much the first time I felt that you know there there are people there who there are people in the world who who love and care for for myself and other people, yeah. Had you ever felt that type of love or kindness before? Never, never. Well, well what I felt, oh, I, I did feel that with my mum, with my mum and my mum only, but not with other people as well, you know, like when, when I see, when I see, when I saw, violence growing up as a young kid all that's all i saw you know i never saw the love and um the kindness that 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 shown to me and for other people to show me as well so when we're talking this is so when we're talking about breaking the cycle of violence and and you're looking at the young men in our lives that are experiencing domestic violence who've survived it uh, what can what is your message and and what are your thoughts around how we do this in our communities to help break the the cycle and and deliver pathways for kids to pursue a healthy path as opposed to the violent option? Well, the, the hardest part with myself was to 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 open up. You know, open up to someone like even though like here here in Australia like in Sydney it, 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 it's the best you know, like you have so many so many ways that where people can help you like there's counselors in schools and that but um the, the hardest the hardest thing for me was to 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 open up to these counselors you know these school counselors at school you know I was always closed off you know I wish I wish that I had the the I wish myself and my brothers and my sister I wish we had the the strength to and the the power to open up to these counselors you know and so I think um I think what we need to do what we do need to talk about is um talk about more is, is for for kids to to have the to have the strength and the the ability to 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 talk to the counselors and about about what's really going on in your home life and 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 yeah and just being there to support these the young youths and and young adults of our community. So what would you say to your eight-year-old self or your five-year-old self when you're, when you're that young? Is it different today? Is there a way for that child, for you to get to a counselor earlier, uh, to seek help and not just live in the experience? Is there a way to get help to kids that are going through this today? Um, How do you do that? Uh, that that's a hard question, isn't it? Mm. That's a hard question. Yeah, I ask. 
it's just it's just um just having been there as you know like, sorry Tracy it's just I don't really uh, I don't really know how to how, how to say it to say it right you know? yeah yeah what about how when to we express myself in that way Tracy what about when we talk about mentors and role models um, in a young man's life specifically? How important is that, Junior, for you in your life and for young men today? Yeah, well, it's easy for me to, to talk about it now, you know, just having that mentor and having having someone to to be that helping hand and um, being the, the young person I was. I was, shy, I was I was shy and and very closed off, closed off to the world. You know, like I, I wouldn't let anyone into into my world, into what was happening in in my in my home life. I wish I did. I wish I did. You know, things things maybe things would have been different. Maybe my my mom would have walked away earlier from my father. Yeah, but um. It's so hard to have the courage to, 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 to have that strength to talk to a counselor or talk, yeah, talk to a mentor. But um, it's just I don't know. It's just having that resilience to 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 finally opening up to someone. Yeah, I think you just need the, um, you need. You need mentors who you can trust. It's all about trust as well. Yeah, and they, these young kids they don't really trust anyone because um they've they've lost that the, they've lost the ability to trust someone because of the of the home life of all, all the things they're going through in their home life and um yeah it's just having those having a a, a trusting mentor in 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 someone's life who who, who, who can guide them and who can, who, who's been through maybe what, what these young kids have gone through. So how important is it then for our coaches and our teachers and, um, and our mentors, how important is it for us as a community to make sure those people are looking for signs of abuse? They're looking to understand a child that's going through difficult situations, uh, to take that responsibility uh, off the child and make it more the role model, the mentors, the coaches, so that we can reach those kids earlier and give them a pathway, give them some support they don't have. Yeah, very important. Yeah, I think it is very, very important to 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 have that mentor and to. To have him, to to have him to guide them the right way to know what, what what these kids are going through, and to not just that to to know what how what what they love you know what kids love you know like I, I was a sporty kid back in the day so um I, I did have you know a few first grade football players you know who who guided me the right way like that. You know, to know by how, the, to know the things I liked, and and coaches as well, coaches, managers, 
you know, they 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 help me in the way and like they help me and um, just by 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 loving me at training and going to camps, going a weekend away with me, going to McDonald's for me. How about conversation, Junior? We talk about having tough conversations, talking about the real stuff. How important is that between teammates, between coaches? You come from a sporting background. Uh, how? What do you feel that component is for the, for the guys having these conversations in order to allow you a space to open up and to talk about these things? Yeah, huge, huge. You know, look, um, especially the 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 young sports people now, these young teens who who have these angry angry issues. You know, it's good to have mentors surrounding them who who've been through through tough times in their in their past. You know, to help and guide them through through and help them open up and talk about things that's that they're struggling with, you know, like um, because the the big culture here in Australia and the sporting culture is alcohol and drugs and and, and all this. And you know, it's great to have mentors who who have been through have been through stupid things in their lives as teens. You know, been through drug problems, alcohol problems. You know, um, it it helps young kids. You know. To, to look up to these to the to, to our older mentors who have been through that and 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 help them guide them and talk to them about their past as well you know because that, that's a big that's a big thing for for me when I was younger you know to 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 look up these to look to look up to the to these speakers who 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 are willing to talk about their past and their alcohol problems and drug problems and but it's it's also you gotta you gotta you gotta talk about it the right way as well. So would that be something that we could do uh, moving forward in in a way to break the cycle of abuse and and to get better support is to incorporate that type of program within. Our sporting programs, uh, a survivor-led initiative. So your mentors, your role models, actually have lived experience um, in these different areas, whether domestic violence or alcohol and drug addiction, that type of thing, and make it a real, uh, uh, make it a real strong piece of an athlete's entire program. Yes, yes, that will be a big thing, you know, because um, if we can get the kids to open up, and then maybe we can um, we we can help guide their parents as well, you know, start slowly, slowly guide their 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 way, you know, not, not to what's going on with 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 their lives and their past as well. You know, if we can get to the kids, kids, maybe we can get to the fathers, soften their hearts as well, you know, because that's the big change I want to get. Like, 
um, these 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 grown adults, you know, who 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 think it's okay, you know, to to abuse women and and to do these wrong things, you know, but like maybe maybe we can we can have something to 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 help guide them as well. So, so yeah, what would but what, uh, it's a it's a progress. Have, do you have any examples of that? That leads to something that gets talked about a lot um in regards to breaking the cycle of abuse. One aspect is what they call uh, men's behavior change programs. And that's the whole idea of focusing on men's behavior and and how men look at violence towards women and children. So are there any examples that you see would be effective to, to actually changing men's behavior and how they look at violence towards women? Uh, it's, well, I don't really want to, um, if you want to talk about religion or something like that, that was the thing that changed my life when when someone asked me to come to church one time and you know changed changed my my world you know I came from a from a from this angry 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 man no angry little boy to to someone who just 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 asked for forgiveness one day. And changed my changed my life, you know. It changed my life. So um, whether whether it's 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 a mentor, or church church communities, or whatever, whatever whatever it takes to 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 change to change to change to change the the thoughts in your head, the way the ways of thinking, then so be it. And the message is, you can change your way of thinking. You can change anything. It is whatever possible. You, whatever you want, yeah, you know, it's it's possible to the to to the you train train your mind, train your mind. Whether, as I said, you know, whether it's religion or whatever, you know, you can you, you can change anything. How does it make you feel to know what you've had to change in your life? Where you started and where you are today. Oh, it makes me, it may, yeah, it makes me emotional because it's like I'm a new man. It's like I'm doing not just myself proud. I'm doing my mum proud. I'm doing my mum proud. She was, oh, I was the, I was the sibling who. Who who she thought would would never be the would never change that I'll be I'll be in jail I'll be a jailbird you know, forever you know so I and I, I'm the I'm she, she yeah I I'm the the the, the good son now I, I used to be the, the the son that she didn't want to take to to church she didn't want to take to the park she would she didn't want to take to the football club community but now uh, she's proud to 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 showcase me around that's beautiful where is your mom is she is she around yeah yeah she's here in sydney as well 
Oh, beautiful. She's still around. She's a strong woman. She's a strong time. Strong woman. She's she's the strongest the strongest woman I will ever know. Ever. Ever. Junior, we talk about justice and when you look at domestic violence and the life that you grew up in, justice looks like many things to different people. What is what has justice looked like in your life? Has it been the same? Has it changed? What does it look like today? Uh, well, justice to me is uh, when when I was ten years old. That was the last time I saw my father before until four years ago. So 24 years it took for me to come face to face with, with a man who, who who I was fearful for 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 so many years in my in my young life. You know, before I was eight years old, and then he left. So justice to me is looking at the man who I feared and say, like. Let's go. You know, you've got nothing on me. You've got nothing on me. You know, that's justice to me. You know, because it was like, it was like practically like I was, like I, I learned how to fight so I can, so I can finally redeem, redeem myself, redeem to finally stick up for my mother. You know, and I came face to face with the man I feared for so long. That's justice to me, you know, going, going face to face with with pretty much my enemy. So from from a kid being fearful of a of this man to to a kid to a to a man, his own son being fearful, now being fearless of him. And what what happened when you saw him after all this time? What happened? It was like I, I saw just a scared old man. You know, for twenty four years, I, I was waiting for this day, waiting for this moment. But I just go, saw this scared old man. My, uh, my old self, my old self. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would have killed him, hundred percent. I would have killed him. If it was if it was the old man, I would have killed him for the for for the shit that he 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 did to my mother, for for what he did to our family, for who I am today as well. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I was fearless. I was fearless in my in my teen teen years. Fearless. If I even saw him back then. Um, I would have done the same. I would, uh, I would have killed him. I would have killed him. But you know, for the the, the grace of God, the grace of God, you know, I was eighteen, nineteen. Uh, I gave my life to God at that age. And if it wasn't if it, if it wasn't for for my choice back then, four years ago, I would have I would have I would have killed him for for all the wrongs that he did. What and and so what does justice look like for you today?
I got my own family. I got my, my my wife who who who's never judged me for the person I am because still to this you know like I react I react to things we had to how to react but soften my heart instead of react and keep pursuing that the the react yeah keep my heart she's she's taught me guide me the right way and the the right way to react I would be I would I would be just a lonely lonely hopeless person lonely lonely man with no partner no family in my life so how important is it for us to have the conversations around recovery and healing and self-care, especially from the perspective of, of men, Junior, so that you can go on and have a fulfilling full life? And what does recovery and healing look like to you? And how do you manage the tough days when things come up? Oh, recovery and healing. Healing is 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 a huge thing for me. Yeah, and having conversation, you know, the the man that is willing to to open up to to other men in their lives, and that that's why it's a good thing, whether you're religious or not. To have to have that mentor or a church leader to help to talk to, to to help and guide you the right way and how to react and how to how to move forward in in your life, you know, and in the things that you're going through. So it, it's important then to give people uh, resources or mechanisms or to introduce them to different ways to manage their pain, their coping mechanisms. Talk, you've talked about addictions, alcohol, drugs. Those are very obvious coping mechanisms that we fall back on. But how important now is that education to teach by example the healthy coping mechanisms that are available? Very important, very important. Like if we can, if we can do it, do it for for the kids at a young age to help them, help them, help them talk about their home life and what they're going through. Because like all these, all the, the, these these kids, these athletes who who are getting in trouble. They're getting in trouble 
for a reason. For a reason. Because they haven't healed their past. Their past, I mean. They haven't healed and what what they what they went through or what they're going through. They haven't spoken about it. You know, once once a person can open up to somebody, that's when the healing healing starts and that's when they can can make that change. If I didn't make that change, I would still be in, oh, no, still be, I, I would be, I, will, I would have been in jail, 100%, if I didn't make that change. So important to have the tough conversations. <sighs> yes, yes, it is. Which is what we're doing right now. <laughs> Well, Junior. Yeah, you're doing an awesome job, Tracy. It's been uh, it's been a really awesome. educational yeah. and informative conversation with you. What what message, Junior, do you want to leave with our audience today? Just want to say, yeah, this is um, whatever you're going through in life. You know, find find a trusting person to that you can talk to and they can open up to and and maybe they you know once you open up to them maybe you guys can heal together you know maybe that person needs needs that help and needs that reassurance as well so open up to one person is just a chain reaction <laughs>